Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Actually, this is the season two finale of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about what my experience was um, with the Belladonna Division show Genesis here in Gaston, Alabama, which was my first independent wrestling show and the first show I've ever commentated before in my entire life. So I'm going to talk about that. And I'm also going to have an amazing discussion with content creator, gamer and fellow wrestling fan Jen from Miss Thickums T TV. I found her on TikTok um, one day and I just really wanted to talk to her because she comes up with the coolest wrestling content ever and she's a beautiful lady with a heart of gold. So I can't wait for you to hear our discussion. So sit back, relax and listen to this cool and special season two finale of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Okay, so in this segment, I'm going to talk about my experience at the Belladonna Division show Genesis this past weekend. Um, So this was my very first time going to an independent wrestling show. And because I knew the indie scene, you know, existed, but I just never really knew that Alabama had one because a lot of their shows are always up north in the northern part of Alabama. I live in the central part of Alabama, so I never really, you know, experienced that before because mostly on my show, I talk about everything I see on television. Um, So I knew that basically to sort of talk about, you know, how this, you know, experience came to be. Um, I found out about it on Facebook from a friend, Miranda, Miranda Morales, who's been on the show um, before. And shout out to her, because if it wasn't for her, I would not have had this opportunity at all. Um, she told me about um, Casey Dillon, who's um, the one of the founders of the Belladonna Division. And she 
um, said she was looking for a commentator. So I was just like, okay, well, maybe, you know, I'll try because I had actually, you know, written down, I may have said this before, but I actually wrote down in a in a notebook that if I that if there were any opportunities that would come from doing a podcast that I would love to participate in, it would be to be a commentator. Um because I'm now realizing that there's a lot of value in talking about wrestling and people actually like to listen to me. So maybe I could actually try that. So I did and I once I had gotten a hold of it and started working on things and started, you know, talking to some of the girls who were in the show, um, it became a done deal. And then before you know it, it's May. And then last weekend happened. So I walk up and I actually met some of the girls who were participating in the show. I met Jazz um, in the parking lot. My father was there and he was really excited about it as well. Um, All the girls were just so nice to me. And um, this was in the Gadsden Mall. And this was like on a this was like not in the middle part of the mall, if you know where this is like. It wasn't taking place like, you know, in the food court or, you know, in the part where there's sort of like this open part where they move chairs out of the way in the theater or whatever in front of the movie theater or whatever. This was in another part of the building, like on the side. So when you open the doors, it's like you see Victory Championship Wrestling posters on there. And these are and the Belladonna division is an offset of this promotion here where they train, you know, wrestlers who um, in the Alabama area who want to get training. But then they also have their own shows every weekend as well. So and I've also had Big Smooth um, on the show as well last season. He was a victory championship wrestling champion, you know, at the time of which I interviewed him. So I knew about them, but I never really, you know, thought that I would have anything to do with them, you know, immediately. But now I am and it's great. And I went inside and it was just like this beautiful small building that had restrooms on the side it had a concession stand that was selling um merchandise for all the um for all the victory championship wrestling people and then you have the locker rooms and I was actually you know back there you know I thought that maybe I would have to get dressed in the bathroom or something nope Casey you know told me that I could actually get dressed with the girls and I'm like are you serious like wow so I'm back there and we the girls were just so nice to me I had such a good time with some of them some of them I had already contacted and gotten their information for to commentate as well and then that was also where I found that I was going to be commentating with Scott Resner who's also known as the funeral director he um comments on a lot of my stuff and likes a lot of my stuff when it comes to the podcast on the Burma Slam page and I couldn't believe it was him I was so excited because I had never met him face to face before so I was just like man like this is great like you're my partner it's school and he was you know we didn't really get a chance to talk talk before the show because he was going around getting information on the girls and but I was just really excited that he was going to be my partner um because I think due to some unforeseen due to some circumstances my original partner Brittany um Nicole couldn't make it and um I'll send blessings to her um but he was really happy that I was able to commentate because, you know, this was an all female show. So we were happy to work together. And I was just so happy to meet everyone. The ring announcer, I believe her name was Rachel. Um, like she was really nice. Like I met Joyce Grable, who's like an NWA wrestling legend. Like, and we got to talk backstage. Like it was amazing. And then the turnout for the show, which also included, of course, like my dad, I mentioned, but also my boyfriend and his mother, they came and it's just 
the turnout for it was just better than I ever than than I expected because sometimes when I will watch independent matches on YouTube it's like they'll have a lot of people spread out in different sections and it's not a whole lot of people but this thing had a lot of people and I was like wow look at all these people and they were very vocal with what was going on and they were very hype and everything and it was just really cool and to be able to sit at the table and commentate everything that was going on now I wasn't you know it was like a desk type table and then there was the the bell right by us and Scott had to ring the bell when the match started it was really cool to actually you know not watch it like of course on a screen but watch it you know right in front of you and commentate what's going on it was just the most amazing thing on the planet and some of these women have been wrestling for about maybe eight to 10 years at a time, or sometimes even five. And some of these women have actually, you know, just started wrestling. Um, oh my God. Like there was this one wrestler, um, her name, like she came from Buffalo, New York, and she was just wrestling her third match. And I couldn't even believe that. Like, I'm going to name some of these people, like I promise, but it's just like, she was wrestling just her third match, you know, ever. And I'm just like, are you serious? Her name was Kaylina Keen. And she had this beautiful um, outfit that made her look like a puppet. And she was just so beautiful. And I was just couldn't believe that she was just wrestling her third match. These are some of these people were just, you know, starting. And it made me kind of cry almost in my soul because I'm just like, these are people who are just starting with this and who are so passionate about it, you know. And it's just, oh my God, it was just so wonderful. And then to also talk to people like Heather Monroe and Ray Lynn, who've been doing it for so long. And to talk to and be in the same room as Jazz, who is a legend, right? Like she's wrestled Trish Stratus, Lita, Molly Holly, all of the greats in WWE. And now she's going on her retirement tour. And just to be in the same room as her and watch someone who is, you know, like, on the rise like the woad and watch her tag with her you know in the main event against heather monroe and raylan who started off the night fighting against each other it was just wonderful like i just couldn't even fathom my brain was just exploding you know from all of the emotion and just from all of the action that i saw like the get like oh my gosh like gabby gilbert she did a good job eden von england they did a good job like oh my god like it was just such a beautiful time and it was just and being able to commentate you know for these women and tell the story of why these women are fighting each other and you know to see them fight you know for this you know for placement in the second round of this tournament for the belladonna division championship just meant the absolute world to me and scott was the perfect partner um he was healing it up and everything and i was reacting to everything that he was saying you know as the face color commentator it was just really cool and i felt like i was making him laugh a couple of times and that made me happy even though i know i know i made some mistakes um a couple of times with people's last names and you know people's backgrounds and I apologize for that publicly on the show it's just that I was so excited and so nervous at the same time that you know sometimes the thoughts were getting away from me but then there were moments where I was really proud of myself because there was a moment where Scott ran off and I think tried to hand someone a chair or tried to end a match or something and I had to keep the story going and keep talking by myself like I had no clue I could do that like I've seen people like Michael Cole like in 2012 when Jerry the King Lawler had his um heart attack 
Um, he had his heart attack and he had to stop healing, you know, healing it up as a commentator. And he had to basically let let the audience know all the updates for him and all of that stuff. Like, I didn't think I could ever do anything like that, like hold down a table on my own. Like, I've seen so many people do it at a time, but I just didn't think I could do it. And it's just, I feel like doing this podcast and talking about wrestling the way that I do and loving wrestling as much as I do um, has just opened up so many doors for me. And I'm just really grateful that Casey and Veronica, um, who I actually met as well, you know, saw fit for me to even have this opportunity. And I'm grateful for my higher power for also orchestrating it as well, because it's just, you know, I'm just a girl who does a podcast from my room in my parents' house. I, you know, this wasn't my dream. Like I didn't grow up saying, oh, I was going to be a wrestler. I was going to be a ring announcer. Like, or I'm going to be a commentator. Like that wasn't something I dreamed about. Like I thought that I was going to grow up and possibly be like a singer or something because that's what I got my bachelor's degree in, like in music. Um, but that's another story for another day. Um, I do this podcast for my house. I just bought a microphone maybe two weekends ago. Um, I'm not a professional wrestler and I don't have, you know, all the answers as a wrestling fan. And that's okay with me, but I love this so much that it's just like, I just thought about putting my thoughts somewhere when I couldn't put it elsewhere. And the fact that all of this has happened over the course of a year and some change just blows my mind. Like, I just remember I was telling my dad, like I, you know, when we were in a food court eating at the mall, like I remember how he used to take me to WWE events and we used to stand out on the fence and watch the wrestlers leave after the events and then of course as I got older I was able to you know touch the wrestlers talk to them get their autographs and all of the above but I'm still you know behind the fence from the outside looking in and now I'm actually in the inside now because these so many people gave me compliments you know of how good I did you know sitting next to Scott like Christian like he um, he's a wrestler here in Alabama, not Christian Cage, but another Christian. He was able to tell me how good of a job I did and how I was able to, you know, go stand toe to toe with Scott and everything. Like all of those compliments meant the world to me. These are coming from people who are training to be the future right now. And the fact that I called Casey and told her thank you and she wanted me back for Genesis 2 in August, that meant the world to me too. And just to have, you know, get paid for my first wrestling job just meant the world to me. Like I have I have the money that I have on my wall. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I'm just really, I was just really pumped that all of that happened. I almost didn't want to leave the locker room because I was taking pictures with the girls, talking to them, you know, after they had gotten beat up and all this other stuff. And I just told them, you know, you guys are goddesses. You guys are like warriors. You, you do, you do this, you know, day in and day out you train day in and day out and you travel and you do this you know on the regular because this is something that you guys love so much and I just can't wait to see what the future holds for women like Shalance Royale and Gemma Jules who train at the Nightmare Factory and what the future holds for someone like Tracy Taylor who has like businesses that she owns in Florida but also finds time to wrestle and for Jazz who is on her retirement tour but yet you know is also fostering the future at um 
the dog pound in so many different places where she's training women. She even had a seminar where she was training women before the show here. And to see women who actually wanted to come out and get training from her in Alabama who aren't, you know, wrestlers just yet, but are looking to start was just the most amazing thing on the planet to me. Um, it was just so beautiful. Like, I can't, I can't put into words how blessed I feel to be around these types of people and do this because I'm just, you know, cause it's just like, I just feel like I'm not, a, I'm not a nobody. Of course, I'll never say that, but it's just, I just feel like, you know, I'm just a girl from Fairfield who's just trying to find my way as an adult. I'm 27 years old, but this is just, I just felt so blessed to be amongst all these beautiful women who are finding their way and, you know, and who've already found their way. Like, I just love women's wrestling so much. And I want to see these women, you know, reach the future and reach the pinnacle of their careers and all of the above. And hopefully I can reach the pinnacle of what this could mean for myself. Like, if this means that I could very well be a commentator in the future and go on to become a commentator on AEW or Impact or WWE, which is which would be really cool. I would love to do that, like, because there aren't that many women um, commentators in the mainstream in terms of wrestling. And if I can be a beacon of light in that aspect and continue to, you know, shine myself up and get better at it, then I would love to do that. If if God wants to use me in that way, I would love to do that. Um, but I want to end this by saying, please support independent wrestling wherever you're at. If you're listening to this and if you, you know, feel inspired to Google independent wrestling from wherever you're at, you know, in the country or in the world, please support it because these people love what they do. And, um, they're very passionate about what they do. And in some cases, they're really nice to you and they just want to talk to you, you know, because they want to talk wrestling because they love wrestling just as much as any fan does. And if you want to get involved with it, you know, explore that as well. Don't be afraid to do that. And don't think that you don't have a place in that. Like, please explore that if you have a mind to. Um, I know from now on, I'm going to try my best to support independent wrestling however I can. And, um... You know, so it's just a wonderful thing to be a part of. And I feel so blessed. And I ask that you please support the Belladonna Division. Um, they're on Facebook as the Belladonna Division and on Instagram at Belladonna Division. Um, they're having their second show, Genesis Part 2, in August. And there's they're coming up with a lineup for the show um, as we speak. And I'm pretty sure I'll talk more about it the closer we get to August and the, and the more deeper into the summer that we get. But please support them and please support the show. And that's all I have to say about my Belladonna experience. And I hope that more can come from that.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, so I have a special guest on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, and that is Miss Jen from Miss Thickens TV. And it's all over social media, but primarily I, we, I found her on TikTok. So Jen, how are you, ma'am? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. All right. So I'm going to start my interview by asking you the question that I ask all of my guests. um, And that's when did you fall in love with wrestling? Oh, my God. Probably when I was in diapers, I grew up around wrestling because my siblings were huge into the wrestling during the Attitude Era. Mm -hmm. My brother was The Rock's biggest fan and my sister loved Triple H and there was a feud going on and I was in between loving it all. Okay, so you were watching it with your family. Yes, absolutely. So I started watching it with my family. They kind of just put me into it. And I don't know, I've been running with it since. I've been following a bunch of promotions and I, I just love it. Okay, so there wasn't ever a point where you sort of stopped at a, you know, as you were growing up, you just kept consistently watching it. Um, yeah, I always followed it, um, especially WWE, I would say they're my number one that I follow and I've been supporting since I was a kid. Um, no, there wasn't really a point where I just stopped or I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. It's just always been a passion of mine to watch and, you know, just soak it all in. Okay. Um, it's kind of different for me because I think me and my father, you know, sort of started watching it together. Um, and he would tape WCW and WWF at the time back to back because of the war. Um, even though I had no clue that there was a war going on because I was a child. Um, but then eventually, you know, after WCW got bought out, that was when I sort of stopped watching it with him. I don't know what happened, but somehow or another, I stopped watching it. And then I started back around 2002 
and just kept going and kept watching it even while I was in college. So um, that's kind of my story there. So I noticed on your Instagram that you make certain posts and things about other sports too. So what other sports do you did you watch as well? Um, and so just out, I still follow the sports I'm going to mention. I love the NBA and the NFL. I'm a very big tomboy is what I joke around and tell all my friends. I love all sports. Like I can tune into any, you throw on golf, Formula One. I might just sit there and watch it. But the ones that I follow the most, I would say, aside from wrestling, I do like uh, the NBA and the NFL and also the MLB. I would say those are like my main ones. I just love to watch. Okay, so what are some of your favorite teams from those? So I am so like unorthodox being from New Jersey um, since we only really have like the MJ Devils here for hockey. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I am an Eagles fan for football. I love the Chicago Cubs for MLB and I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder fan for basketball and it's all over the place and people always look at me like I'm crazy, but I just love these uh, teams and you know, I decided to go outside of my tri-state area, aside from the Eagles. That's funny because, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to from the New Jersey and New York area, it's like they only sort of root for a New York or New Jersey team. So oh you're probably God, the yes. first person I've talked to that's all over the place. And I'm kind of like that too, in <laughs> a sense, because when I watch baseball, I love the Atlanta Braves. And then when I watch basketball, I love the Lakers. But then again, I love Los Angeles because I've actually been, but I love the Lakers because they're purple and gold like my high school. So <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of like that weird all over the place thing for me too, because I'm from Alabama and we really, outside of um, the University of Alabama, Crimson Tide and Auburn, we really don't have professional teams like that. So you kind of have to branch out on your own with that. So I, I could relate to that here in New Jersey. Yeah, that's cool. For sure. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's interesting how it works. But um, yeah, it, sometimes when you're from a state like maybe Alabama or New Jersey, you got to like branch out a little bit. But you're definitely right here in the tri-state area. They normally support our teams and they're very big on that. But I decided to be a little bit different in that regard. And it's always so exciting when you get into those debates. Yeah. So you mentioned that you also follow other wrestling leagues. What other wrestling um, promotions do you follow? Well, in the past, I was a fan such like your father, WCW, and I loved ECW and I miss it so much. I miss hardcore wrestling. Um, but nowadays, I try to keep up with either Impact, even AEW. I just stay up to date with the news of what's going on with those promotions, even New Japan Wrestling. But again, WWE is my main and I love it. And people sometimes look at me like, oh, come on, you got to give the other ones more of a try. I'm just like, no, this is where my heart started loving wrestling and I'm still with it now. I understand that because my heart is sort of is always with WWE, definitely. Um, and I do miss WCW at times, um, of course. But it's like now since I started my podcast just last year, I've and listening to other people with their podcasts and how they talk about wrestling and other promotions, it makes me want to learn more by watching other promotions because some of these people have wrestled all over the country and in various promotions and then they might just come to WWE at some point, you just never know. So it's just like, 
I've sort of started, you know, learning more from other promotions as well. And it's really cool. I've even gotten into indie wrestling here in my state too, but that's enough about me. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it is super exciting. Like, and you're totally right. Sometimes that does happen. Um, so that's why I like to stay up to date with what's going on in the wrestling world in general, because sometimes they will end up in my favorite promotion. Um, and it's fun to know the, the history behind a wrestler, um, to say that you watched them elsewhere. You just, you know, stood up to date with what, they, what was going on. Um, it's nice to see it in the outcome. Yeah, definitely. So have you been to any live shows? Well, of course, before this year and last year, but have you been to any live shows? Yeah, so I've been to Monday Night Raw here in New Jersey in the Prudential Center. I've been to NXT in Orlando. I went to a WrestleMania um, house show. It was a live event uh, for WrestleMania. Uh, this was maybe in, I want to say 2019, maybe, mm -hmm. um, here in Atlantic City. And then I went to MetLife to catch WrestleMania. And it was super exciting because I didn't know I was going. Um, my best friend surprised me with some tickets. <clears throat> it was amazing. Oh, cool. I know um, the first WrestleMania I went to was in Atlanta. Um, and that was um, in 2011. And that was when I was 17. And me and my dad and my sister went. And that was awesome. And then it was in the Georgia Dome, too, which no longer exists. It imploded and stuff. It was sad. But <laughs> but outside of that, like, that, like, I've been to at least maybe... I'd say maybe 15 or 20 wrestling events within my entire life. And it's oh my a great that's amazing. I yeah. gotta catch up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great experience though, because it's just like you go and you scream and you yell, and then you go outside and you meet some of the wrestlers and you get their autographs and stuff. Like it's amazing. It really is. And you know, that's that was my experience going to my first WrestleMania. Um, you know, once she surprised me with some tickets, my best friend had actually won them on Hot 97, which is a radio station here in the Tri-State area. Mm -hmm. um, and when we went, it, it was amazing. You run into so many different fans from all over the place. We met people from Germany. I was shocked. Um, people come from all over the world to, you know, witness WrestleMania. And it was just beautiful to be a part of that history. Yeah, like people come from all over the world for that. It's like a United Nations of wrestling. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, hopefully one day I'll go back though, because it's it's been too long. Um, <laughs> I hope to see you there. I hope to see you there. Oh my God, yes. So um, I also noticed that I wanted to ask you, on your TikTok, you come up with all of these amazing and creative questions for wrestling fans. So. How exactly do you come up with these questions for people to answer and stitch their videos to and everything? And you know, I love that you asked me this question because everyone always tells me, you come up with great questions, but we don't know your answers. And you know, it's just honestly driven by my passion for wrestling. Sometimes I'll go on YouTube and I'm watching, you know, previous videos of like The Rock or I'm watching Kane and all these incredible moments. And I'm just inspired by, hey, I wonder what somebody's opinion of this is. Or, you know, I try to come up with controversial questions as well. It's really gonna get your mind going. 
Um, and I don't know, I find it fun, but it's really driven by my passion. And I'm just inspired by different moments in history and also in the present day. Um, sometimes it's topics that I see people going back and forth about or a question that I'm noticing nobody's asking and then I'll just come up with it myself. Yeah, I think that's really cool. So I also noticed on your Instagram that you graduated with a degree in communication. So does that sort of help with you and your content creation? It does. And it's funny you say that because I sometimes joke around and tell people, yeah, I, I went to college, but I don't really feel like I'm using my degree. And, um, you know, when you really sit and think about it, you do. And uh, at least for me, you know, the media and film was what my concentration was on for communications. Um, and yeah, it does come to my advantage. I learned how to edit. I learned how to kind of, you know, have those public speaking skills to speak in front of the audience or in front of the camera and not be so awkward because I was really shy and awkward. Um, and so, yeah, I would say it definitely has played a role into my content creation for sure. Okay, and when and what year did you graduate? That was in 2018, which feels like forever, but um, yeah, it was just a few years back. Okay, well, cool, congratulations. Um, Thank you I, so much. Yeah, like I actually graduated in a completely different field. Like I, I have a podcast, but I graduated with a degree in music, so I can sing your face yeah, that's off. That's actually cool. That's yeah, I can. Nice. I can sing your face off, but at the same time, it's like. Uh, my journey with singing is just so funny but now I'm doing something completely different and using my voice in another way which is good and I actually enjoy it so it's cool um and I graduated 2016 so that's five years ago um so that was it's that was forever ago. <laughs> I feel old but either way that's still amazing though so how important is it for you to be a great example of women of color creating content like this? Um, that's pretty interesting to ask. Um, I never really thought about it that way. Um, I do think it is important because, it, especially in my field, I am a Twitch streamer and, you know, I'm really into gaming and I talk sports and WWE. So I already feel a little bit different from um, a couple of the content creators that I work with. Um, you know, I want to say that it, it's important because it might show other people that are watching me like, hey, I can do it too. And I thought, you know, maybe I didn't fit into the description. So, you know, without really thinking about it, it, it already applies to me. Um, and now I'm just kind of like soaking it in like, all right, you know, if that's me, it's me. And if it's, you know, something that's going to inspire the next person, I'm cool with that. And um, I do take pride in, you know, being a Dominican on here doing things that can appear to be a little unorthodox for the next person. But I, I like it. I like that I fit the description and I hope it inspires people. It is super important. Yeah, and it inspires me, you know, and I'm an African-American woman and it's just, you know, anytime I see any other woman of color, you know, talking about wrestling, it's like I immediately support them in my heart and mind. And I want to, you know, work with so many of them at a time, but then I have to slow down and realize, Stephanie, you don't have that much time. Chill. But <laughs> at the same time, it makes me, you know, happy to know that there are other women out there who are talking about this stuff just like me. So it in, so it's inspiring to me, like, and I love it and I appreciate you. And 
Thank you so much. And I just want to add, you know, you're doing the same. And I think it's beautiful to see women of color and just women in general break the barriers of, you know, situations that people aren't so used to seeing us in. And it's such a great thing. And I think that sometimes I get so caught up in what I do that I forget that I also am a part of that. Um, so it's super important and it's beautiful to see. And I just love to, you know, recognize that. Yeah, so has anybody, um, this is a little bit of a pretty deep question I thought about that I feel like I've never asked anyone before. Um, but has anyone ever like looked at you a certain kind of way because you were a wrestling fan and you were, you know, a girl and, you know, and a model and all of these so, so many different things? And oh, they yes. try to like test you and make it and test your knowledge because they don't believe that you know so much about wrestling. Oh, absolutely. You know, just a few days ago, somebody DM'd me to hit the kitchen and go make them a sandwich. Oh, this no. Just, absolutely. These are the type of things that I have to deal with on a daily basis. But I have pretty thick skin, you know, coming from where I come from, you know, that is like, you know, whatever. It's, it's nothing serious. I don't take it to the heart. Um, but absolutely, I get tested all the time or I get put into situations where people want to explain things to me as if I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, it, I'm not trying to um, marginalize anyone or try to say that, oh, it's just men that do this because, you know, I don't know who's behind these accounts. It right. could be men or women, of course. But yeah, of course, we always get put into those positions. And I can say that I have. Um, whether it's about sports or it's about wrestling, um, sometimes they look at how I, I guess they'll judge a book by its, its cover and look at me and, and just kind of judge me and say, oh, this is too good to be true. Like, you probably don't know what you're talking about. But um, that's why I take a lot of pride in my brand and who I am. You know, my name is Miss Thickums TTV, but it's more than what you think it is. And that's the whole point of it all is that you might click on that name and think you're getting something a little bit more scandalous and sexy, which you just <laughs> might, but in a in a safe, classy way. But you're going to get more than what you bargained for. And the point of it all is we can have discussions like the next person and you might just be shocked with what you hear and what you see. That is actually a well um, and amazing explanation of what your brand is all about. Like, seriously, because I know a lot of people, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will probably click on that and think, oh, well, this is just a model and we're just going to look at this cute, you know, this cute girl do all these cute things. But then, you know, once you realize it's actually more than that, then you get more than what you bargained for. So I imagine the same thing happens, you know, when you talk about video games and cosplay. And oh, yes, uh, yes, for sure. Um, especially video games, too. I think that the moment a user clicks on my channel, sometimes we do get people immediately. They'll be like, hey, how thick is you? Or is you really that thick? And like, what's this wow. about? And, um, you know, we we have a way with humor when i say we it's like me and my moderators it's what i knew i was signing up for when i decided to pick a name like this and it was just a, a bit of um 
I want to say it's, it's just pizzazz. It's a little tricky because you can come in there thinking you're going to get that one thing, but it's mm -hmm. a completely different story. And so when it comes to video games, sometimes people will ask me certain questions and I'll always have more than what they're thinking they're going to get. And that's the exciting part of it all that I'm kind of in control of how I want the person to perceive me. And um, yeah, it's exciting to surprise people. Yes, I imagine it is. It's kind of like when I named, it's kind of like when I named my podcast, the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, a lot of wrestling fans and people whenever, I think the first time I went out for a commentating job, um, they literally asked me if that was really my last name. And I was like, yeah, it really is. Like, that's my government last name. That's not just something I came up with because I'm a wrestling fan and I love the Hardy Boys. Like, that's my government. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's just the fact that, you know, there's that. And so to tie that in to and for it to be the name of my podcast and to put it out there like that, it's just like, yeah, that's my name. But then it could also mean this too. But then knowing what my brand is, in talking about wrestling it's just you know something that I'm proud of as well in the sense that when I talk about wrestling it's like I talk about it in a chill way as opposed to just being you know kind of negative and smarky about it because sometimes sometimes a lot of people a lot of fans have a tendency to act as if you know they're in control of everything and we're not ultimately so it's just like you sort of have to you can talk about what you like and what you don't like in another way outside of, you know, just taking a knife to it and just saying, ah, I hate this, you know. So that's yeah, it's <laughs> the right way to do I it. Try. Yeah, you can keep it classy. I think that's the most important part is, you know, being respectful. It's good to have, and that's the beautiful part about, you know, wrestling and its fans. Sometimes we have opinions that differentiate. And, you know, you can differentiate opinions, but you want to make sure you just be respectful and keep it classy. I think that's, you know, the right way to do it. Right. So I wanted to ask you about um, your Donut Gang um, website and basically your channel that you've created. Um, so what has been your mission for creating a safe space for gamers and so many different um, people who identify with that with that um, category? So it's funny, um, you know, we always get questioned about how did you come up with Donut Gang and what is it? Um, you know, it, it just happened one day I was playing Fortnite and I was using a little symbol with a donut and people associated with it and we just ran with it. Um, but it is a safe space um, with people that come to my Twitch channel. We keep it super chill. We're very friendly and we talk a variety of topics. Um, and my job is not only to entertain people and, and make sure that we are all having a good job, but even my moderators do such a great job of making sure that people are not getting out of hand or disrespectful. We have created a culture of keep it chill, keep it nice and respectful. You can be yourself and don't be afraid to be you. Like we want to embrace you for who you are, as long as you're not being, you know, super toxic. And even we, when we've had people that are toxic, we'll try to talk through it. Like, what is it that's causing you to be so, you know, mean or so aggressive? You don't have to do that. You don't have to try so hard. Um, we're all human and we want to show that we have that, you know, raw exterior and interior as well. So it's all about positivity, being real and just 
being yourself, being friendly, like, you know, just embracing it all and knowing that there's people out there like you. So I think that's my number one goal is to give people a place where they can come to and be themselves and have fun and get away from the world for a little bit. Because I know we all, especially after 2020, have gone through our troubles and it's my passion to entertain people and get them away and, and just give them a place to hang out. So it's like video game therapy. That's what it's in a like. way. Yes, it's like a safe haven. Um, and it's funny because sometimes we get people that will be like, "Hey, Jen, I had a really rough day today, but you know, your stream has really helped me just get through the day." And I'm just like, you know, I'm happy to have you here. I'm happy that you're not only here supporting, but I'm glad we can, you know, give you a good time and you have friends in here and just, you know, can enjoy. It's a it's a great thing because. I try to think about, you know, the virtual world that I'm a part of and I see it as my brand, but I'm also always trying to be a human before anything. I'm always trying to keep it real with people. And that part is the most important part to me because I can have a platform and I can have, you know, so many people following me. But if I'm not making a difference, it doesn't matter to me. Um, and I want to make that difference. And that's the most important thing, hands down. That is really beautiful. It's like, it sort of reminds me of, it's like, it reminds me of three things. It reminds me of therapy, up, up, down, down, and Demandy's Donuts. Like, yeah. that's literally, if like all three of those things mash into one thing and then you get Donut Gang. But that's really amazing though. Like, I think that's Thank really you. cool. So what are your favorite video games to play yourself? That is a great question. So I am a huge Fortnite freak. I love it. Um, it's funny. I don't play it as much as I you would think on my own stream because I always joke with my audience. I'm like, yeah, you guys don't care about this game, but I'm obsessed. I have quilts. I have toys. I have like posters. I love it. Um, I'm also a big fan of just wrestling games in general from the beginning of time. I am your ultimate retro gamer. Like I always tell people I'm a stone age gamer. Um, I play a variety of retro games, but especially the old school wrestling ones, like anything SmackDown versus Raw or anything THQ. And I do enjoy the 2K ones from today as well. Um, so I'm just, it's a, such a variety. You can catch me on anything and everything from all types of genres. But I will say Fortnite is probably like my my favorite one. I'm such a fan girl. And there's the an indie game that I really like called Stardew Valley, which I recommend everyone. It's amazing. Um, and it's just so much fun and it's super chill game and just being my own farmer, kind of harvesting and doing a bunch of stuff. I kind of like to do that on my downtime away from my stream and away from everyone's kind of one of my hobbies. Um, so, you know, you can catch me almost anything. That's cool. See, I only just started playing video games like maybe a couple years ago with my boyfriend. Um, he um, is a PS4 guy, um, soon to be PS5 at some point. Um, and he kind of got me into fighting games. So Ooh, those are pretty yes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really good at Tekken now. Like, and it's it's so oh, hilarious. Let me find out you good at Tekken. We might just have to link up. <laughs> oh my gosh, like I'm actually really good at Tekken and it freaks me out because I'm just like, I only just started playing a couple years ago, but then it's like, as I'm doing it, it's like, it's, it's moments where I'm actually beating him. And he's so sweet about it. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like, 
like I'm just so glad because I've been with people who just aren't as understanding you know to people who don't play video games like that because I wasn't raised with that so it's just like when I started playing he saw it and he was just like okay well let me show you this and da 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 and it was just really nice to do that um so any other game I really I'm really not that up on but I do love dancing games and I do love Guitar Hero Oh my god, yes. (laughs) I I am right there with you. I actually grew up during, you know, that arcade boom where it was, uh, people would play fighting games in the arcade machines and then I still play them to this day. And same thing with like dancing games like Just Dance or, Mm -hmm. you know, Guitar Hero. Girl, I'd be moving it. I love it. I'm all about it. And I think there's video games for everybody, which makes it so exciting. Um, you know, I have some girlfriends who don't like to play video games, but I've introduced them to some video games and now they like it. You know, there's something for everyone out there. Yeah, it definitely is. So I think maybe one day I'll get more into it, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) So I also noticed that you cosplay. Um, so who's your favorite character to cosplay? Or if it's more than one, you can mention that too. So it's funny you say it because I don't necessarily have a favorite, but I'm still relatively new to it, but I have noticed that I catch myself doing wrestling cosplays. Like my most recent was actually Sting from WCW. Um, I've done Kane and Rey Mysterio before, and my next one is probably going to be Sasha Banks, which I'm super excited to put that together. Um, and I did like when I did Chun-Li from Street Fighter, just because her character plays such an important role in my life as a female gamer. You know, she was like the very first female character in a fighting game, um, which I think is so cool. And I've been watching that character transition since I was a kid. Um, so it was really cool to bring it to life and be her. Um, and I'm looking forward to later in this year, bring out more WWE cosplays. And I want to dive more into female wrestlers. Um, and so Sasha Banks is my next one on the radar and maybe China. So I'm looking forward to bringing that to life. Oh, that would be really cool. Cause the thing about Sasha Banks is you could play with her and get so many looks from that. Like, oh yes. She's like all of her her gear and everything is just so elaborate and just so beautiful all of the time. And shout out to her husband for that. But yeah, like it's yes. just so cool. And then China would be really good too. If I could cosplay anybody, it would be Bianca Belair, but I just don't oh, know. Yeah, that braid. Oh, oh. I love it. I and love her, it. Love it. And her gear and just the idea that it's so unique and she makes it herself. It's just like wow. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um, she's another exciting one too. And I have really long hair, so you might have just gave me a new idea. She's <laughs> incredible. I really like her. And you know, just adding on to what you said about Sasha Banks, she is very um, creative when it comes to her outfits and even her hair. Um, you know, she used to have that. It, it kind of looked like a pinkish purple violet hair, and now yeah. purple. And at WrestleMania, when she brought out that green and blue, it was beautiful. So yeah. I look forward to experiencing, you know, just kind of experimenting with what I can do with that. 
Yeah, see, you're lucky with if you do Bianca Belair, you have the long hair. I have to buy hair because <laughs> this is my fro right here. So that's not long enough. I'll have to go yeah. to the beauty supply store. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Trust me. You know, as long as you can pull it off, that's what matters. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't even know how, but it will. It'll happen at some point. So. I want to ask you, what do you think about the state of wrestling now, um, whether it be women's wrestling or just wrestling in general? Like, how do you feel about it now? Um, I know it's changed a bit since the pandemic, but how do you feel about it? So I think today's wrestling is still good. I think there's a misconception about, oh, wrestling's not what it used to be or it's not as good anymore. Let's be honest. It's never going to be like you know the good old years mm -hmm. and that's okay but that doesn't mean that this today's wrestling is terrible it's just a new wave it's just a new um style that we have to you know just get accustomed to if you haven't already um but women's wrestling oh my god it's probably at its all-time best right now they're fantastic and i'm primarily referring to you know wwe i think the women are doing things that it's just mind-blowing um and i love what they're doing with their wrestling division for the women um even they introduced the tag titles a couple of years ago that was something that was you know very much needed and um, as far as even men's wrestling, it's still good. I just think it's a different style of wrestling than what your traditional fans were used to, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just, you know, it's different and that's okay. And sometimes it just takes a little bit to adapt to, but I still enjoy it a lot. And I have many favorites and I, you know, think that the future for wrestling is going to continue to be bright because there's so many stars that are you know have yet to be uncovered and i can't wait for them to have their moment and it will happen soon definitely i feel that way too um how you mentioned people sort of get caught up in how it used to be you know because the way that it used to be is like from what i gather because of course still i was a child um but from what i gather it was still very popular you know in the mainstream and all of that and I feel like a lot of the time a lot of people sort of feel like if it's not like that anymore then what is it and since they don't have those full-on recognizable stars like they used to have like Stone Cold and The Rock and stuff like that then what do you have but ultimately there's still a wealth of wrestling you know talent there I just feel like we sort of get caught up in this sort of box and sort of like this nostalgia box and how we feel like oh well it made me feel this way when I was young and this way when I was young and blah 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 and that's great because I love nostalgia too but if we put it in this nostalgia box it won't have room to grow to what it can be in the present day so I appreciate you actually saying that because I feel that way you know a lot yeah you know and I think you're right um and the I think the reasoning behind that is that the wrestlers of the past set the bar so high right. you know the, the content was phenomenal even the creative team um you know worked very differently back then and you know nowadays things can seem like they're a little bit more safe or maybe it comes off as a little bit more restricted they are catering to a different audience these days so it's hard it's hard because if you're a traditional fan like myself who I've always transitioned with wrestling since I was a kid. 
it's it's a little tricky. There's things you could appreciate and things you miss and things you wish they played with and brought back. Um, and I think it's about finding that balance as a fan to understand that, man, some of these things are just never going to be done, at least not right now. They're not going to be brought back or you won't see this type of wrestler in today's wrestling because it's just a different time. Like they're being brought different. There's certain moves you can't do that you could do now or or you can't do then. Like there's just so many different changes. Mm -hmm. um, so it's important to find that balance as a fan and kind of understand that. Yeah, definitely. So I want to ask you, who are your top five um, favorite wrestlers, male or female? Are we talking all time or current? Well, we could do all time and current. I mean, if yeah, we could. Let's start with current. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm just gonna throw out some names. I don't know if I have like a top five. Like, oh my god, these are like in order or anything. But I could just throw out some names that I really appreciate. Um, so top five some wrestlers that I like from the current era, I would say I love heel Roman Reigns right now. I think he is the head of the table, a top dog, and he is just owning it. Um, I love it so much. I do like Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins is great. Um, I like, you know, everything they're doing with his suits these days. It's just fitting him so well. And, and you know, he's going with his character and, and this image. And it's just this persona is, you know, just complimenting him perfectly mm -hmm. um, to, to throw some women in there, too. And people might give me, you know, a, a hard time for this. But I love Charlotte Flair. I love that she makes people miserable because she keeps winning. I just I'm that type of girl. I love it. Um, I do want to say Sasha Banks also. She is doing such re revolutionary things in wrestling. And I love that she, you know, pays tribute to Eddie Guerrero and some of her ring gear or some of her movesets. It's just beautiful to see it. I'm a big fan of it. Um, and my favorite wrestler of all time is still active today is Jeff Hardy. So I got to throw him in there um, a little out of, you know, out of the timeline there because I know he is a veteran but I had to throw him in there because he's my all-time fave uh, so that's today you know the wrestlers that are still active that I would say I really like and there's so many more and I know that Brock Lesnar is not a part of WWE in, in contract right now anymore but if I could just throw him in there and sprinkle that on just because I know he's a wrestler that has you know, made a lot of people cry. I just want to throw that one in there too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed you use his wrestling thing a lot in your TikTok videos. But I will yeah. say this though, Brock Lesnar did make, he didn't make me cry. He made me angry last year. Like, yes, I, I love that. He made me angry when he beat Kofi Kingston like that quick for yeah. the championship for no reason at all. Because Kofi made me cry when he won. So oh, that was just, so good. It was beautiful. Yes. It was so beautiful. So to watch it in like that, I was just like, no. Uh, but you know, and I, I gotta admit to you, I have to admit, I'm I'm just like an ultimate heel and I love heels. So I love the bad guys for some reason. <laughs> and so when he he goes in there and he annihilates, I'm just like, oh my God, the people are devastated and I just love it. <laughs> That's so funny because my dad loves Triple H and I feel like yeah, he was sort of the ultimate heel like during the 2000s, like he was kind of like one of the ultimate heels at that point. And he used to 
make me he used to make me so mad because he used to root for him so hard and I'm just like no because I'm the kid and I'm just like no I like the good guys and the good guys should always win and he's doing too much and all this other stuff so yeah I was never really a healed girl ever until maybe I would say um maybe CM Punk a little bit and then with this Roman Reigns because I just I just feel like this heel Roman Reigns is just giving off so much and he's and he's teaching while he's performing as well because it's just like as a person who likes to read about self-help and stuff it's like he's showing you like gaslighting 101 and it's so bad to say that but it's just like he's showing you what it's like to be you know in this abusive you know family dynamic and you don't know how many people who might actually be going through that who's seeing that being portrayed with him and the Usos that might you know find some type of absolution in that and it's just like with that and just seeing him come from being booed all the time and to also come from surviving cancer as well it's just like the most amazing thing and to do it all during a pandemic too it's just like whoa like I love it so much and then him and Paul Heyman together it's just like oh my god I love Paul Heyman like absolutely I'm I'm right there with you I can listen to him talk all day long about nothing (laughs) oh he is so good yeah he's phenomenal at what he does but I'm right there with you um as far as Roman Reigns like he has turned his character around and it's just a demeanor that he is giving off that is so dominant and it's nice to see him after all those you know trials that he overcame so i'm right there with you i'm loving it (laughs) yes and then to have both of the usos there now um and then to give a highlight to jay you know who never really did that much as a solo act but had his whole moment last year and now his brother is back it's just it's just amazing. I just love the entire Samoan family dynasty. They could do no wrong in my eyes. I love them. It's um, getting <laughs> real good. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's getting good. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, so one other question that I want to ask you is that do you consider yourself a model in terms of body positivity? Oh, that's really interesting. Um, I would say I, I I think it's more of a hobby of mine. I don't even know if I consider myself such a model um, more than I do like a Twitch streamer or a TikToker and just a content creator. It's just something that I do for fun. But as far as um, body positivity, um, oh, I never really thought about it that way. I hope that I do. Um, but I also try to emphasize on the fact that it's it's important to embrace all our unique characteristics like the way that i look is me but the way that you look is you and that's okay um so i never tried to like fake anything or alter anything or and not saying that there's anything wrong with that either but i just like to keep it pretty simple and just be me and do it for fun as a hobby and um i hope that when people look at my pictures and they see who i am that they can just be like you know what she's her and you know that's okay and maybe i could just be me and you know it's nice to embrace ourselves definitely so one more question i have um is what does the future hold for you you know if you know, it's something that I think about a lot, um, but at the same time, I try not to get too caught up into it. I kind of just go with the wind. 
I hope to continue to create wrestling content and I hope that I can, you know, continue to inspire people to do the same and just be themselves and continue to give people that safe haven to have fun and, and come around and just be a part of what I have going on. Okay. That's pretty, that's a really good answer. Um, it's very different for me because I, I get caught up in the future and everything else and think I'm just a big picture type person and it overwhelms me a lot. So I think that's a really good answer to give. Um, and I guess a bonus question that I would have for you is, um, what other, have you met any wrestlers? Like ever gotten autographs from them or had great moments with any wrestlers? Um, I have met Xavier Woods one time at an event for EA in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, he was super nice and, and took pictures with everyone who asked. Um, super chill. That was my first experience really, um, you know, encountering a WWE superstar. And it was really, it, it was fun. It was a, a beautiful event, but it was really nice to see that he was welcoming to fans and welcoming to even myself, um, you know, even though my my photo got photo bombed, it's on my Instagram somewhere, but um, it was nice. It, it was such a great event and it was nice to see that he was so friendly, but it was cool. That makes me happy because he's my birthday twin. <laughs> oh yeah, if you ever meet him, he's really nice and super chill. Um, and I was actually kind of shocked to see, um, you know, how welcoming he was because it was a crowd of people that wanted pictures. It was a lot of us. And I tell you, he took pictures with everyone before leaving. Um, it, even though it was a, it was in a private venue, it was a small event. Um, there was a, a good handful of people there and he took pictures with everyone. So it was so nice to see. Yeah, I definitely cannot wait to get back to live events and meet and greets and stuff. Um, of course, you know, WWE has announced that they are going to start back um, doing live events, you know, this summer. Um, but let's just, I just hope, you know, they're just going to try their best to keep everybody safe, as, as safe as possible. Yeah, I'm hoping for the yeah. best too. I saw that news today. I'm excited and I hope that, you know, the world could go back to normal soon, sooner than later. And um, yeah, I'm excited to really see a transition again. Yes. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. So if you could take this time to put yourself over and talk about anything you've got going on and where people can follow you and find you, you can do so now. Thank you so much for having me, by the way. You know, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for taking the time to, you know, hear me out. Um, so for those of you guys that are interested in finding me, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Miss And you can also just go on MissTTV.com and all the details are there. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show. And hopefully, you know, I can have you back at some point. And just, absolutely. And this was absolutely fun. And I just can't wait to see what the future holds for you, ma'am. Thank you so much. I can say the same. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I want to thank Jen from Miss Thickham's TTV for coming on my show. And please follow and support her wherever you can on social media and stuff. And please, if you have a mind to, if you're a video gamer or if you're um, a cosplayer, please look her up and see what type of stuff she's got going on. She's amazing. 
Um, so this is the season two finale. Um, this has been an amazing journey. This season has been great. I want to thank every guest that's been on, um, that's been on this season. I want to thank the Jobber Tears podcast for being supportive and being on my show for Black History Month. I want to thank anybody who ever saw any of my posts for Black History Month or for Women's History Month as well. Um, I want to thank Teddy Long for coming on my show and just thank everybody who's had a helping hand in this second season. Um, I just, I'm going to try my best to take a huge break because I just, I've just, I've just been really busy (laughs) between my show and then helping with women's wrestling talk and, you know, just preparing for the Belladonna division show where I was commentating. There's been a lot going on, you know, since WrestleMania time, I've just been really busy and I just need some time to rest and probably just watch wrestling, you know, from the perspective of a fan and not just so much from the perspective of a podcast host. So if you need me, I'm pretty sure you can catch me on Women's Wrestling Talk because I'll still be helping them. But as far as the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, season two is finished and it's in the books. So I also want to thank the Curtain Call Kids. That's Manny Matati and Jason um, Cosmitas for coming on my other episode as well. Please check that episode out because that was really cool. Um, so follow me at Hardy Wrestling Podcast on Instagram and follow me on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod. And please um, follow the Facebook page, which is The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And um, just continue to support my show. I'll still be making posts and I'm still I'm still probably be live tweeting. But as far as putting out episodes, I'm just going to take a break from that for now. So thank you so much for listening and supporting this season. And hopefully next season, you know, I'll have, you know, bigger guests, you know, greater conversations, you know, more stuff to talk about in the news and all that and more to come. You know, the best is still yet to come is what I always say. So I hope you're being safe and you're continuing to be your best self. And I just, you know, hope and pray that as wrestling fans, we can continue to create safe spaces for one another and you know show love for one another even though we may have differences of opinions and differences of wrestling tastes and to just continue to just embrace our differences and our quirky loves and just you know be happy (laughs) so until next time um this is your girl stephanie hardy of the hardy wrestling podcast bye y'all Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.